Welcome to A Moment of Truth. I'm Jason Sills, your host. It's good to be here with you all. Um, in light of what is happening in the world, we definitely want to be mindful of social distancing. So I won't be doing any interviews for the next month. I had a slate of interviews scheduled to be recorded in April, and so I was really excited about that. But we got to take proper precautions. That said, I didn't want to stop the movement. A Moment of Truth was created as a platform to support healing. That all said, let's get started. This book today is The African Center Paradigm by Dr. Ama Mizama. Um, in here, there are multiple articles written by scholars. And so we're gonna get into a passage by one of our scholars, um, Dr. Linda James Myers, very brilliant, brilliant woman. Um, she talks about optimal health and in that she really focuses on how can we be our healthiest selves. And so I felt starting with her work was probably most relevant in this time. And so I'll read this passage, share some of my thoughts. And when I post this, what I would like for people to do is share your thoughts. So I think this should be an exchange. I'm going to offer you my thoughts. You offer us yours and they'll be on this digital platform, some shared learning, right? That's what I do inside of my classrooms. I would love to do it here with you all. And so that's what we're gonna do. So the title is called The Deep Structure of Culture, The Relevance of Traditional African Culture in Contemporary Life. Culture defined as a total way of life of a people is somewhat indestructible. As long as there are people, they will have a way of life. Culture determines quality of life in, measure, in large measure. The importance of cultural identity to a people of African descent has been emphasized repeatedly. Part of what is being responded to is what nobles described as the conceptual incarceration of black people in a hegemonious European-American oriented culture. The natural consciousness of black people is forced to relate to a reality defined by white consciousness. That is contemporary black people in the United States live in a psychosocial reality consistent with and supportive of white mental functioning. Such a situation is tantamount to black people living what for black people must white insanity. So a lot is said here. One, I want to speak to culture. I think we should think about how relevant culture is. Um, race is often talked about. People have racial experiences. We know that race is contextualized very much in the U.S. But culture can be around race, family, religion or spirituality, sexual orientation, politics. So when one says culture, she defines it as a people's total way of life. So what you're talking about groupings of people, for me, as I think about African people, we need to think about what is our culture. Now, because of colonization and because of enslavement, there's a lot of us that have, have a distancing from our culture. Some have been led to believe that our culture was removed from us or 
our culture was destroyed with colonization and enslavement during the transatlantic slave trade. However, we do know from historians that our culture not only came across those waters, but it also remained on plantations. We know that there were practices to discourage and to remove culture, such as names. So if you read history books, there's something called the seasoning process. The seasoning process was when new Africans were being brought to the Americas, the name was removed. Folks weren't allowed to speak their own language, but were given just enough English to be able to follow directions. They were sometimes split away from their families. We know that sometimes they were given their work assignments, but the seasoning process kind of removed folks from the culture. Now, when slavery as an institution, chattel slavery specifically, began, a lot of the Africans still had their culture. But the culture was so robust, it was so powerful that people resisted. So slave owners felt like it was in their best interest to remove the culture because if you remove the culture, now the people are less connected. Now the people don't get that sustenance, food. So they're more dependent, right? That all said, even though it was being outlawed in most Southern states, there were still Africans engaging in those cultural ideas. Let's think about this. If I sit 35 young black students in a classroom and say, let's define African-American culture, there's gonna be some struggles there. We're gonna be able to identify components like food, dance, ritual, things of that nature, but we're gonna struggle with a, a concise definition. I'm not sure that's reality for people that haven't been enslaved. So when I think about Chinese Americans, there seems to be a centralized identity, a centralized language, and a centralized landmass. Young Chinese people will not reject China, yet Africans have rejected Africa. And part of that is because the culture is not there. So when we talked about, and she says, uh, that culture determines your quality of life. If African people are more connected to European culture than African culture, then we can see how in a culture that doesn't value African people, how African people might not value themselves. They might look at someone that is a reflection of them, but not see themselves. So when we talk about the quality of life, Eurocentric culture is an antithesis. It is opposite of, it's antagonistic to African people. So that being said, that's why it's impacting our quality of life. Now, we go on to talk about cultural identity. African people, if we just said, how would you define yourself? We got people that say I'm black, Hebrew Israelites. We have so many political things. People say I'm black, I'm not African. Because there's so much fragmentation, there isn't a unified cultural identity. That's part of our struggle. We don't have a language other than English, which reflects the enslavement of our people that connects us. So our identity becomes an issue because 
we aren't connected just in the language. Now, some of us are connected in the practice and not so much the language. So there's a spectrum to where that lands. Now, when they talk about this piece here of, of conceptual incarceration, we are somewhat imprisoned by values such as consumption, consumerism, uh, power. And so even in this day and age, I think about how as African people were really community based. And I think about when people found out about the pandemic, how many folks ran out? And when they were running out, were they thinking about, let me call my elder. Let me call my auntie. Let me go down the street and check in with my mother's friend. How many folk were in a communal mindset? Or how many folks felt like I need to help and get all of mine for me? Individualism is a value in America. And that value is the value that we saw manifest in itself. That I have to do for me versus my community. So when he talks about conceptual incarceration, some of that is because we've adopted values that don't reflect our ancestry. So some of us are more oriented to white America, white culture than we are oriented to ourselves. Think about the rituals and practices you have in your life. Do they feed who you are culturally or do they promote the survival of Eurocentric values and beliefs? I think it's important that we understand culturally how people are different. We often focus on racially how we're different. If you are individual minded and I am communal minded, there's gonna be a divide. If you are connected to nature and understand how nature promotes wellness, Yet someone else only sees nature as a place where they can capitalize monetarily. There's going to be a divide. If you believe in a higher power. And this other that believes that their power is of the greatest level. You're going to have a divide. Historically, in the contemporary times, we're seeing white consciousness define the lives of non-white people. When I'm seeing media outlets that's talking about this virus, I don't see media outlets that are varied across the spectrum that's offering a narrative from other communities so we can have a holistic understanding of the problem and holistic tools to address the problem. That being said, we're all somewhat at the whim of who is controlling the narrative. What I'll say is that Dr. Linda James Myers gave us an opportunity to really reflect on culture and what culture is. And I think we should take time, if we haven't, to assess our culture. What are you ascribing to? What is most important to you? What is gonna be most important to your children, to your community? 
I think about the elders in my life and how I believe in order. And that if my elders ask me to do something, that even though I'm 41 years old, what they ask of me, I will do because I know that their interest is in my best interest. And that me doing something that they ask of me is me being in service of my community. That is a cultural practice. I know that that cultural practice will not just sustain me and my elders, but also sustain the younger generation. So we should be mindful of culture, our culture. And if we assess our culture and identify that our culture does not give us what we need, I think it's really important that we create culture. As African people, we know that culture was removed through some practices, some of us kept that culture. We also know that all African people weren't enslaved. And so because we weren't all enslaved, some of us had different experiences. That being said, there's a spectrum to our cultural practices. Some of us are closer connected than others. I think it is important that we connect to our cultural rituals. Those things will sustain us as a people. They will give us life. Those that are of African ancestry that are connected to more of a white culture, those individuals are problematic because they might be exercising practices that are harmful to themselves. Then in return, they're going to be harmful to those they come in contact with, friends, family, co-workers, community that are also of African ancestry. We need to convert those people over. And I don't mean in some type of like cultish way. I just think that as a teacher, my job is to help people think critically. I'm not telling people what to think. I'm saying think critically about what is happening around us. As a parent, I've always had to be thoughtful about what culture am I giving to my son? And it's made me very thoughtful about the things that I do, things that I say. Now, that doesn't mean that I've done everything correctly, but it means that I've taken a set of guiding principles, guiding values to kind of help me navigate what is happening around me and what decisions to make. The beauty of this passage for me, it's almost like a restart. If we take a moment to understand where we're at, what I always tell people, it's in our best interest to learn our culture then we can evolve it. Culture is not to be stagnant. Culture is to be evolved. For African people that have been disconnected, it's in our best interest to learn who we have been. Prior to colonization, prior to the enslavement, so we gotta go back 3,000, 4,000 years prior to Europeans invading our land. When we learn what that is and we share that with our babies and we grow our babies, grow our community, what we have then is a foundation. Then we give that to our babies. Our babies are able to evolve our culture, right? When I talk about ancient Africa, when I talk about Africa, I'm not talking about a place that's a utopia. I'm saying that's the healthiest place for us. It was the healthiest time period in history where everything that was happening was growing us as a community, growing us in ways spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Going back to that time period allows us to connect with the healthiest time for us. We can use that to manifest that now and grow ourselves. 
Our culture should never be stagnant. It should always be grown. But it only grows if we truly assess what culture we're connected to and find value in who we are as African people. This is a moment of truth. Peace. Oh,